Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Happy Halloween. We'll post happy Halloween. <laughs> I'm fantastic. Awesome. It's so great to hear your voice. Um, especially since normally there's like a week in between hearing your voice, but last week we were a few days behind Monday, so it's awesome to feel like I just talked to you too. And I'm really yeah. excited. Yeah, I'm excited about this week's episode. Uh, we were uh, throwing around a couple of ideas. Oh, I should just do the in- intro now. Welcome to the Harlot Society podcast, a place to rediscover your inner witchy bitch and connect with the community that's going to help guide you there. Yeah, I'm Al. And I'm Kat. Yay. And we are your witchy co-hosts for this podcast, and we are currently doing episode seven, I believe. Yep, episode seven. Mm-hmm. And our topic is energy, recommended by our lovely cat. So on that note, I'm going to turn it over to you and have you just kind of like channel or speak about anything that you feel called to at the beginning of the episode. Uh, I'm excited to get into it, especially since I have this bizarre love for physics and quantum mechanics and how quantum mechanics ties into spirituality. So I'm really excited to get into that later in the episode. But for now, I want to turn it over to you and just get your insight on, yeah, what, like, why you felt called to have this uh, topic this week and anything else you want to say. Yeah. So first, I'm just going to start with some statistics from the show, um, just because I felt like, why not? (laughs) Um, So we're on episode seven, and I can't say that we didn't think that we would get a lot of listeners, because obviously that was the goal. But I didn't think we would have this many listeners at this point. So um, yeah. <laughs> we have about 252 listeners. Whoa, seriously? That's Yeah, that's a lot. Um, and that's only from two of the different platforms that it's published on. That's not all eight platforms. So I haven't, haven't gotten the analytics from those. But yeah, wow. I mean... That's and we a love lot. you all unconditionally. Yeah, Harlot Tribe Society. That's so badass, dude. Um, uh-huh. We have like we have listeners in nine different countries. Whoa! Shut up. How cool is that? That's fucking badass. That is so cool, dude. That makes so. me really, really happy. Um, I finally, uh, I finally posted. I start. Well, it's been like two weeks that I've done this now, but finally started posting to like my personal Facebook because I had like written off social media for so long. And because I have done two two exchanges in Germany, hopefully, like, some of our listeners are from Germany and from that post. I think that will help me feel like me keeping my Facebook is worthwhile. <laughs> so at this point in time, we can, like, reach out and connect the tribe. But 252, that's that's really amazing. And I feel right. very blessed. And I, I'm glad that you checked the analytics because my ass was just out, like, running around, like, putting flowers, like, you know, enforce for fairies. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think one thing that's really going to help us along the way is if our listeners will do some reviews on whatever platform they're listening on, um, just, you know, give the however many stars and just write something in the reviews. It can be something we talk about. It can be, you know, fairies for life or whatever. Um, just <laughs> say something because the more, <laughs> reviews we get the more that apple podcasts and the different platforms are going to um, push our show up and start promoting our show so that that way we just get more listeners and share with even more people 
Yeah, and that's beautiful. Well, and also, like, we want to hear you guys, your guys. We want to hear your feedback, and we want to hear, like, things that you found um, validating or that you vibed with in the episode. Like, we want to begin really, like, getting to know our tribe as well and, and getting your feedback because no matter how much we have to teach, we always have more to learn from you. And we feel very, very blessed to be on a platform and to feel like we're in spiritual purpose so that we will connect with those who resonate on the same spiritual level and who can really benefit from what we're talking about, but who can also really help teach us and ground us into this spiritual path. Another thing that would be really helpful. So uh, like one of my best friends, she, she told me after last week's episode, um, she said, it, you know, is it okay if I send it? I really feel like there's things in this episode that a couple of my male friends would really benefit from. Uh, you know, how is it that you phrased, you know, the masculine and feminine energy within the self so that it it's something that I can like send to them and let them know, you know, this podcast is also for males because it is absolutely like Catherine and I, like we love you unconditionally. Like don't give a shit if you're a unicorn, this is for everybody that resonates with this. So even sharing it, sharing it in, in a way where it's like, if you feel called and of course, like the other person's sovereignty is always honored. You know what I mean? That like the last thing in the world we want to do is like promote our podcast to people who don't want to hear it. Like they have their own podcast, but <laughs> I definitely love that Catherine picked. Um, Catherine mentioned that. And also at the end of this episode, I will go ahead and I will post a link to our Patreon in the comments so that anybody who wants to contribute a small amount just to support the podcast and get it up and running so Kat and I can move into, you know, greater, I don't, I don't even know, you know, like greater momentum and, and kind of spread the podcast a bit more, move into different venues for doing things. And yeah, I don't know. So I'll go ahead and post that and we'll see how that goes. And and then Kat and I will work on some like specific Patreon cool shit that Patreon subscribers, you know, get access to monthly. I don't know. Yeah, we'll I'm out. excited about that. The other thing, and I was kind of kind of putting the cart before the horse or the horse before the cart or whatever. Um, but I was thinking a really cool thing to do for next week would just be like to do a Q&A. You know, we've talked about it a little bit. So if we go ahead and put it out there now, maybe we'll actually get some really good, you know, questions um, okay. And we don't have, we don't yet have an email set up for the podcast. Like I really thought I made a Gmail, but I can't find it. So, um, you know, you guys can always message the group or the page um, on Facebook yeah. um, or I have... I'll leave that in the description too. So we'll go ahead and link the, like there's a group and a page. Okay. So mental note of you are putting in three links today okay cool because I totally like bailed on linking things two episodes ago that I said I would and then I was like ah fuck it um so I definitely will do that and then um I think people put in a request and then you, like you can uh, like allow them into the group or something because yes. I saw I saw that you had a, a post about um Q&A so why don't we just set up one for this for next week episode eight and then yeah yeah See um the other with. place if you guys don't want to connect with us on Facebook, you can always send me an email at theabundantwitch um, at gmail.com. Um, that if, you know, you don't want to 
to be a member of the group or send a message to the page and have us know who you are on social media. Totally fine. Um, because Facebook's owned by the devil. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's a couple different ways to get a hold of us. But we do. We want to hear what your questions are and the topics that we need to gear towards you guys. Because really, that's kind of how this podcast came up was gearing it towards the people who needed it. So if we don't have your questions, we're kind of like floating around and just going, oh, we'll, we'll do this and we'll do that. And this sounds great. And so that's <laughs> like an abs always going to be gearing to more ephemeral, like unrelated things. Like my suggestion this week was fairies, which is actually I, like we'll we'll do that topic, I'm sure someday. But I'm really glad Kat like brings me back into reality. She's <laughs> like, what about energy work? And I'm like, yeah, actually, that's like like heavily useful on a white spread scale so we'll go with that <laughs> i will say when we first started talking about that i started you know, of course doing my research on fairies and i was like fuck fairies are like huh you know the whole history on fairies is like kind of creepy as fuck so oh yeah i don't think yeah, yeah. after after halloween i wasn't quite ready to jump into that aspect of things and then of course you know one of the podcasts that my significant too was was talking about gnomes and fairies and different like small people that live in rocks and stuff and I was like oh I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing yeah <laughs> but anyways yes. so okay I I hope I really hope it comes out on the podcast recording but right when you said fairies there was the fucking trippiest like glitch and it, it was like fairies. it was like so cool on my end and I mean I do have to say because I have a personal relationship with the fairies in the woods behind my parents' house. And I was just at my parents' house, like, helping with, like, fall gardening. And I, I went back and, um, like, said hi. I have, like, an elemental named Podine in one of the tree stumps that I've built a relationship with. And then there's a fairy portal out there. And I've been, like, giving gifts to the fairies back there for probably a year. And so I went and, like, brought in some miracles and things like that. Um, but definitely interesting that while we were talking about fairies like right then that shit went glitchy as hell i if, if the fairies have tapped into this podcast we say hi and we love you unconditionally i think ultimately with elementals like it's it's a way to practice like returning to playing as a child returning to opening your mind um also it's a way to you know practice intense respect for mother nature you know asking their permission like asking for their protection but also like there's times when you're in the woods or you're in like a a, a natural place and you get the get the, get the fuck out vibes yeah you respect yep. that too but absolutely yeah. okay right. so <laughs> i like how we still have to talk about fairies but yes yeah back to cat for energy work yeah. so of course you know being the person I am I wouldn't have been able to start this without doing some research and just part of my research was getting the definition for energy because you know what else can we do besides define what we're really talking about so the energy let's see the definition I got off of wikipedia was energy and let's see in physics energy is a quantitative property that must be transferred to a body or physical system to perform work on the body or to heat it. Energy is energy. (laughs) Sorry. Energy is a conserved quantity. The law of conservation of energy states that energy can be converted in form but not created or destroyed. 
So I kind of, you know, I've always agreed with that statement that energy can't be created or destroyed. It's just kind of, you know, it can be transferred. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really think that's a kind of something to, to start off on when I suggested that we do this. Um, I took a picture of my notes and texted it to another friend of mine who is a fellow empath. Um, be in like right under, I wrote with an asterisk by it that energy is neither good or light or dark. It's just energy is a constant. And of course they Mm -hmm. wrote back and they're like, well, I don't believe that. Like I, you know, I get good vibes and bad vibes from energy and just like good people and bad people. And that's how I help judge them. So to kind of clear this up for me, energy is one constant thing. And then I, I feel like we use the term energy to define somebody's essence because energy is pretty much the same constant. It's either, you know, it's just there a a good person is going to have like a good essence about them. They're just going to genuinely, genuinely be good, but that doesn't mean that, that they're not bad at times, but their energy is neither good or bad or black or white or light or dark or, you know, so for me, and I'm you know, not saying that's for everybody, but for me, I feel that we use the word energy to describe something a little more deeper, you know, more of like somebody's essence. Yeah. Um, well, so, yeah. No, oh, go ahead. Sorry. You're, yeah, you're good. Um, so for me, when I speak on energy, it's not a bad energy or a good energy. It's just the constant, a constant there. And I get the feeling of somebody's essence instead of, oh, well, they have a bad vibe or a bad energy about them. Because energy is, you know, not really good or bad. It's just there, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's a vibrating spectrum that is infinite in its potentiality to be manifested in different um, frequencies and on different, like, planes of, of existence. So one thing I love, thank you so much for, like, sharing that and for doing that research and for introducing something that I think is a really important thing to talk about. And that is um, the essence of being an empath and how it's time that we collectively really like train, retrain in our brains that not only does the darkness serve us, but we don't have running away from what we perceive as like bad vibes. Like the more healed we become as, (laughs) is that your little one? Of course, you know, it's podcast time. So (laughs) yeah. That's adorable. Oh my gosh. The the more healed we become as an empath, the more empowered, the more we recognize that we don't have to run away from what we perceive as like bad vibes. We can actually like work on healing ourselves and standing our ground and transmuting the energy. The more we come into a place of not only like preventing the really shitty narcissist empath. So sorry, love. Like I'm having a hard time hearing you. There's like, it sounds like great background. Uh oh, hang on just a second. Let me see if I can move and get somewhere better. Okay. Watch TV. Is that better? That is better. Yay! Okay, so the more healed we become as an empath, the more we come into this place of empowerment to not look at, at energy as some dualist farce right? Good, bad, skinny, fat, like happy, unhappy. Ultimately, it's it's a lie taught to us by society. We will always like infinitely be in superposition. Essentially, we will be both if we're trying to grapple, like grapple 
with picking sides of a paradox. I think it's helpful to use bad and good in terms of is this situation, is this environment, is being around this person good for me or bad for me in this moment? I think that that can be a helpful thing. But ultimately, like I've been in places where I'm transmuting a lot of energy because I, I do a type of healing dance, a type of like shamanic dance I call the ghost dance, where I'll be transmuting and intending to release a lot of energy in a certain area. And I've heard from like co-witches like, oh, I didn't like your energy right then. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? I was just dancing. And like at first I would be like kind of like like um, self-conscious about it. And then I realized they were just like picking up on a lot of like transmuting energy that I was intending to release from the area to heal. And because they didn't understand that, they were getting vibes that were kind of setting off their empath radars, right? And I totally understand that. But one thing I'm really glad you talked about is like energy is neither good nor bad. It's like it's like being fear mongered by this idea of astrology. And one of my favorite astrologers of all time, her name's Jess from Bahati Life. You can find her um, channel on YouTube. And um, she talks about how when you understand the energy, you can make it work for you, right? Like if you if you understand what's going on and trust that your inner system will always be co-regulating and re-regulating to get you grounded and back in line and sequence with your highest like spiritual, you know, purpose or whatever the fuck you want to call it, then you can be aware of things without being afraid of them and learn how to sidestep a little better. You know what I mean? I don't know. What do you have for sure? Yeah. Makes sense. And I definitely like where, you know, you're explaining more in depth how you, I I guess how you see it and how, how it works for you. And that this is kind of the same debate I had with this other person is it's not, it's really not a good or a bad. It's just that what you're feeling from it, but the energy is not this or that. And we, we ended up getting into a debate on um, like this other person is big on, um, like uh, paranormal um, activity and what is right. that? I can't think of the word now, but well, like going supernatural, like para- yeah, paranormal investigation. So right. they pick up on a lot of energy from their investigation, and they they oh, describe yeah. it as as bad energy and I'm well, like yeah if you're you know. going into like skinwalker ranch dude like that would be definitely a time where i'd be like this is bad juju energy let's get the fuck out of here yeah yeah if and like going, I, if you're going into haunted places yeah i just explained to him i said but you know the thing is like there again it's not necessarily good or bad it's just that essence that it's essence hidden. of yeah that spirit is angry that doesn't mean that their energy is bad but it just means that they're angry and they need to find a way to get past the anger so that they can heal and it, you know then it's going to become what we say is good energy and there again it's not necessarily the energy that's good or bad it's the essence of that being yes. that is giving the energy the feeling of a good or a bad yes. so you know, yeah. and we kind of agreed to disagree on that aspect, but you know, they're like, well, that's that's how I tell if people are good or bad, and it's like, well, really, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they they have this like weird like lineup. They they're like checking their um. 
what was that called on the bottom of, of a map where it's like your little like colored um like coordination yeah. thing you know whatever the key regular yeah they have a key yeah. and they're like yes this reminds me of like walking into this haunted place like this person does dude and and we're not saying like there's never a, a reason to distrust your feminine intuition feminine intuition if you're a male or a female doesn't matter um that's a feminine energy thing that intuition right masculine energy is externalized it helps us get from place to place it helps the feminine energy feel safe to express so there's never a reason to distrust your feminine intuition. We're not saying if you get like bad, get the fuck out of there vibes, especially if you're alone, especially if you're around people you don't know, or especially if you are endangered, especially as a woman around them, if you're going on a date, whatever, it doesn't fucking matter. If you get the get, get out of there vibes, get the fuck out of there. We're not saying like have, have, you know, an inner like debate with yourself about like, oh, is this potential? Like, no, like you know the difference with what we're talking about we're not talking about like life or death situations or potential like dangerous situations if you're in a weird place or you're around a weird person who the fuck cares about their feelings get the fuck out of there they'll get over it what we're talking about yeah what we're talking about is an overall um uh, an overall comprehensive understanding of energy not only as a magical magical conduit but as this essence that ebbs and flows throughout our entire reality and helps us gauge in a very um realist sense the the electromagnetic conductivity in our immediate systems as well as like potentiated energy with which we can work with or with which we are feeling um, exposed to if that makes sense so we're talking about the it's, it's like the money of the, the quantum world <laughs> it's it's the potentiator um and so i think i think that's an important thing to like clarify um one thing that i do want to say so i'm gonna put a shout out to my best friend alicia i i love you girl so she's she's the dark to my light um i remember when i first met her she taught me a lot about things like because I mean, I, I can't watch horror movies. I don't mess around with, like, the juju side of things at all. I oh, stay in the light. <laughs> Do you need to tell me that? Uh, uh, yeah, give me, like, five minutes and I'll call okay. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cute. Hey. Hey. Okay. Woohoo. Made it back. Nothing like a quick potty break, you know, during the podcast uh. while you put your <laughs> child to bed. <laughs> uh, if you would have seen her, she was standing here by the edge of the table next to me. And she's like, Mom, I'm sad. You've oh. hurt my feelings. Oh, no. How old is she? <laughs> she's three and she has mastered <laughs> the art of manipulation so well. <laughs> You she was actually <laughs> she was on the phone with my mom the other day and she's like, Yeah, yeah, I want to stay the night. And my mom's like, No, not tonight. And Adeline goes, Yeah, yeah, you're my best friend. <laughs> and of course, my mom's like, All right, the front door's open. You can come stay the night. I mean <laughs> That's so how freaking gonna... weird. Dude, how are you gonna out... turn that down? <laughs> oh yeah. No, shout out to Baby B, my favorite three year old in the whole world. Like, man, that girl has all of us wrapped around her finger. That is for sure. Um, that age, they just, huh, they are learning so quickly. Oh, yeah. And they're they're so cute, too. And, like, feisty. 
like cutely feisty feistily cute where it's like damn dude you baby me teaches me a lot about like not feeling bad for asserting my boundaries that's my three-year-old niece where i'm like yeah if she doesn't want to do something she just doesn't do it right she doesn't like feel bad about herself (laughs) or feel socially obligated we need more of that (laughs) children that's so funny um quick side note though speaking of like great freaking like potentiators and uh not potentiators per se but great perception they have a great energy perception capacity that is little kids man like there's nothing creepier than like you know you when you see like a little kid or like a dog staring down an empty spooky hallway you're like, no, I'm going to trust them. <laughs> Abort mission. <laughs> right. Just keep walking. Don't yes. stop. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Okay. So uh, I think I was talking about uh, my best friend, Alicia. Um, and when I met her, she taught me, it's beautiful what unconditional love does, <laughs> but she taught me a lot about why people actually delve into realms of like horror or like she does a lot of like traveling to like, places that need its fucked up history transmuted. So I'm from Utah. Um, and there are plenty of places in Utah that are spooky as shit because of the cover- the genocide of the Native Americans, right? Like, I think ultimately, whether, whether people call it ghosts or energy or spirits, we're all limited with our language trying to touch on something infinite, right? And I think that's why there's such a unifier across all realms of thought when you move into this, this like higher, higher intentional place of finding similarities between different thought modalities as opposed to like stark differences or like the paradox of duality. That probably didn't make sense, but, or maybe it did. I don't know. Smoke some weed. Tell me what you think coming back to this to all our listeners but I guess where I was going with that is um so I just checked with her to make sure it was okay that I said so she's also an abuse survivor and she survived extreme domestic violence and she told me that um by watching horror movies or like going into this like darker modality that really helped her during her abuse to feel like it could be worse right and there's nothing like there's nothing like you know unconditionally loving someone and like finding out they went through this fucking horrible shit to really like uplift and change your your stark perception of like good and bad dark and light you know where I'm like all right she works more with denser energy because it's healing for her where for me like Alicia and I just ended up like just setting some like love boundaries you know one time we were up trying to rock hound in the mountains and she hadn't like staged herself after going to some place that like potentially like embarked into the realm of skinwalker and dude we like there was like this moment where like the car started going off we both got like the creepiest vibes we heard a howl in the distance we couldn't get the car started i was so pissed i was like alicia what the fuck she's like i can't get the car started we got out of the canyon and like i was just like all right we are saging the shit out of you dude damn dude like you handle this stuff better than me but yeah definitely definitely something to keep in mind as well where um now anytime like alicia i think she just went back to winchester mansion um i think that's where she was and 
you know, she goes in with like protective amulets and things like that. Like I'm not, I'm not hating on that modality of witch work because Alicia absolutely, because she's taught me a lot about how my preconceived judgments weren't like opening up and weren't holding space for like another witch's like pain and her survival story and like what made, made her beautiful, you know? And I think there's such a spectrum of that. So yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> and that I can completely understand that. I mean, that's not something that I think I would do because I'm kind of a wimp when it comes to that stuff. But too, yeah, there definitely has to be a person to, to do those things. So. Right? That's what I was thinking too, where it's like, yeah, dude, send in, send in Alicia. At this point in my spiritual journey, like I've, I'm at the point where I feel very comfortable to like transmute, essentially like, like it, Goddess Isis, for example, transmuted the poison of the seven scorpions. Um, so that they actually healed the boy that they, their poison was going to kill. But that's been like three plus years of me working specifically on like transmuting my own shadow and my own ancestral trauma and responsibility to bring truth to the genocide of the Native Americans and like what my ancestral family participated in. And it wasn't like the good guys. Y'all it's, it's truly sad. Bury my heart, bury my heart. It wounded me. If anyone needs a book that's going to change their life, please delve into that one. Like we'll we'll bring back the buffalo. That's that's my like vision for my life. But like moving moving into or or maybe back to this like really brilliant aspect of phys- physics that you mentioned in regards to energy. I think it would be really fascinating to talk a little bit about Einstein's theory of relativity and E equals M C square. Or like I think what is more accurately depicting his original three page paper. And that is M equals E over C squared. So mass or um, rest mass equals energy divided by the speed of light. E equals MC squared is energy equals mass times the speed of light. So I was just rewatching a video helping me understand this relation between mass and energy a bit better so I could talk about it in a cohesive way on the podcast. Uh, one really important thing that came up in the video is this misunderstanding that mass is some kind of like really heavy potentiated energy and there has to be some alchemical um, conversion between mass to get it into an energetic state because ultimately E equals MC squared or M equals E divided by C squared. It's, it, there's no diff, like physical difference in the... the um, base qualities of energy and mass. So what mass is, is it's a property that all energy has. And this is really fascinating when we think about um, mass being directly tied in to a lot of, uh, a lot of healing and epigenetic trauma that women, especially and men, but women currently are healing when it comes to mass and weight being used as a subversive way to disempower the witch or the divine feminine. So an interesting, any thoughts on that? That was a um, Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I get where that's coming from and, you know, I totally yeah. agree with that. It, it makes sense. Um, I'm not really sure where, where my thoughts are on that exactly. But yeah, I mean, like I definitely resonate with that and it makes a lot of sense. So. Yeah. It's like finding power and taking up space that's coming through, like finding power in embodying 
our mass, our energy, and our like condu like conductivity to be <laughs> a channel, you know, from the highest potentiated field. Something about that. I don't know. We'll come back to that. Um, one yeah. thing I wanted to ask you is, what are some of your favorite kinds of energy work? Oof. So. I can't answer that, but what I can tell you is my least favorite. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, and it's really not even energy work. It's just an energy interaction. So being mm. an empath, um, you know, that empath narcissist relationship that always goes on. So my ex was a super yeah, narcissist. Um, so that, that was a huge thing in my life. And still to this day, like I, it's taken me like 13 years to learn how to deal with his energy and you know really it's goes back to I read this article um about how the power of the way to take the power from the narcissist is not to play into anything just ignore you know say what you have to say discuss what you have to discuss and everything else is irrelevant yeah and that reading that article is kind of what gave me the ability to really shield myself from his narcissistic self and energy. Um, But as far as energy goes, probably being an empath, my least favorite interaction is just to go to Walmart or wherever. And literally, literally, it's so draining to go. And like, I have worked for a really long time, Kelly Dawn, which is probably one of my used to be favorite witches. She's just kind of moved out of the witchy space recently, but answer a session with her one time. And I asked her, you know, how do you, how do you keep all that negative energy away? Like, how can I not feel so drained just going to the grocery store? Um, and she suggested to, you know, make like a bubble and an aura and not allow anything to penetrate. And Visually, yeah, yeah, I I tried that and I was like, well, this isn't working. This shit doesn't work. (laughs) So for me, like when I walk in Walmart, like I just put on my resting bitch face and I look at Walmart as like where they should have taught defensive driving. So (laughs) if I get in that mindset of, you know, just run people over with your buggy, get in, get out, get what you need. um, (laughs) You know, I can do that. And like, you know, like it's bobbing and weaving and, you know, you're just trying to survive. But now it's it's more of a game. So like I play a game with myself to, to I love keep that from uh, just because I download everybody. It's a, if you're standing within ten feet of me, I'm going to start taking on your feelings and your emotions and all those things, whether it's good or bad. And so by the time I leave Walmart, God, you know, you could stand close to a hundred people. So by the time I leave Walmart, I'm like physically and emotionally drained. Like I have nothing left to give much less driving home and putting away groceries. Yeah. So, Especially the, since like, Oh, go ahead. The, the aura thing didn't work for me. So yeah. if, if I don't allow myself to be in the same space as somebody and I almost have to turn that empath side of me off and just say, you know what? It's not your problem. You don't care. And yeah. And, and you can do that as an empath. That's Christina Lopes has an amazing video on this. She's the one who really like clued me into this. And she, she just like kind of called out the entire internet. And she's like, me, if we're not like me, me, poor me, like empaths, like empaths are incredibly strong. We have to like change the narrative here. Right. So I fucking love that you talked about that. Um, yeah. If, if, 
for people for people at home, Christina Lopes, that's spelled L-O-P-E-S. And if you just Google Christina Lopes, um, uh, Empowered Empath or something, I'm sure you'll find the video I'm talking about. Um, and that's really important. And another thing that's really important you talked about is finding what works for you. Like, as soon as you said the visualization doesn't work for you, I was like, yeah, didn't there done that? Because in order to, <laughs> to truly have the capacity to deflect energy via visualiza- visualization, you've had to, like essentially created a bond with it and visualized it enough where it does fucking work with you you know what i mean where it's like envisioning like everyone's energy around you going into a black hole or like you're like a super intensely like sunlight kind of blinding ray and everything gets incinerated when it comes at you or you can think about other people's energy pinging off like you know some force field around you like you're playing like an old fucking like like 1980s video game or something like that that may work for people i think if you're going into a place like walmart because not only is it a fuck ton of people but it's like a fuck ton of like oppressed and repressed and depressed people and walmart is representative of everything that is like like hateful and negligent of mother earth so it's like been made by people who are being oppressed by like the modern capitalist system it's like being trans it's just like like all developing countries are getting fucked by walmart the employees are getting fucked walmart is like a scourge you know on the the land and so you're dealing with all of that energy as well where mother earth is not a fucking fan of walmart but we understand like you got to go to Walmart sometimes. So one thing I would suggest, honestly, if people are having a hard time visualizing, that's when I would go straight for my crystals. That's when I would go straight for carrying around tourmaline or black obsidian or something even like hematite. Hematite is a really powerful or like I have a protective like witch coat. It was my dad's like bomber jacket from the 70s. And I wore it during my spiritual awakening. I was out in the desert and like trying not to freeze my butt off. And I was scared all the time and it felt very protective. So now and that that thing always has like rocks in it that I'm finding. I'm like, like I was out playing on the railroad tracks the other day. And I was like, oh, this is an entire fossil bed. I was finding like, like perfectly fossilized clams and like seashells and shit. And I'll always end up with rocks in my coat pocket. And that helps too. So hematite, black tourmaline or obsidian. Just make sure you're cleansing out in whatever way is best. You can, like, leave your crystals out overnight in the moonlight. You can just, like, sage them. You can, you know, put plants around them, whatever people feel like clears their energy. But thank you so much for bringing that up because I feel like where I get into these kind of, like, like woo-woo realms of things, you really help kind of uh, ground it and bring it back into, like, day-to-day. Like, how is this applicable? How is this useful? So, yeah. Yeah, I think... I think the biggest misconception when we're talking about energies and empaths is because you're an empath, you have to care about what everybody feels and what, you know, your, your job, because we feel that our job is to help other people. It's not that that you're (laughs) always in that mindset of helping other people. Well, first, let me explain to you that some people don't want help. They don't want to leave where they are. You know, yeah. or they're not ready to. So all that energy, and I mean, I am so guilty of this. Just trying to help friends and and all these things get past where they're at and grow as a human, and they're just yeah. not interested. And I mean, yeah. I might as well just be smashing my head against a wall because that's where I'm getting at energetically. So yeah. if you're yeah. an empath or a clairvoyant or whatever gift you have, it's not your responsibility to help every fucking person on the planet. Yes. Truth. Oh, truth. Literally. Another thing is, and this is like meant with the most love. It's also kind of disrespectful if you get 
it well it is disrespectful if like someone's in a place and they don't give their consent for you helping them and you like how you're in this place of like unhealed trauma if like in your own pat like in your own upbringing where you feel like in order for you to be safe you have to micromanage everybody around you every single person has within them exactly what they need to ascend and to to be the heroes of their own journey so there is this level uh, i understand if it's like you're in a situation and like people are fighting around you at work or something and you're just like i feel like incredibly like uncomfortable because i don't know i don't have any like tools or you know how to shield myself from this if you're like trying to go in and like be a peacemaker i understand that but like i know i personally like at the height of like my ptsd i was like really bad with like inserting myself into other people's energy fields trying to fix them and it took me a long time to like come to a place of like self-compassion where I'm like yeah I understand like why I was like that but also like I don't you know like just it's a lot easier to like insert yourself into like trying to fix like someone else's dirty closet and then like go for 10 years and never cleaning your own Exactly, for sure. And and really on that same topic, if people really want your help, they'll eventually come to you. You know, you can give them little, you know, little breadcrumbs along the way and say, hey, you know, for me, this works best and leave it at that. You know, yeah, and they won't come back, you know, for yeah. years and years and years, I felt like I was responsible for everybody around me. And somebody could send me a text message. And I would know just from the time I opened my phone, you know, oh, so-and-so is in a bad place or whatever. And I found that all the air quotes friends I had were really only using me to work through their own bullshit. And it wasn't a friendship. It was a one-way street where they were using me for my talent and my gift to Mm -hmm. work through their life. And then the most disrespectful thing they could do once they came to me and I explained to them how to fix it and how to do this and how to do if that. they wouldn't do it. Exactly. You, and and they I, just, oh, oh. Yes. And when I finally cut that out and realized that it's not my problem, I don't have to help you. I'm doing this out of the kindness of my own heart, but I don't have to. When I finally set that boundary and said, you know what? My energy is that my energy and I don't have a lot of it. So I'm not going to squander it on ungrateful asshole people. And when I, yes, set that, when I set that boundary, you know what? I don't have the, just the draining feeling anymore. And it, it's, you know, I had to set that boundary throughout my whole life, you know? Sorry, oh, I yeah. don't owe you anything. And yeah, because and I also- am such a giving person, it, it applies to my entire life. And it's only the last couple of years that I've made that transition. And I still find mm-hmm. it hard, you know, at yeah. the previous place where we work together, our boss would always like corner you mean hell yeah would always like corner me and ask me to do these things and even though I knew I couldn't and I shouldn't I still found myself saying oh yeah I'll do that because I felt obligated to well and she also had you anything yeah no she also had you enough in like um like man she was a narc energy vamp like nothing I've ever seen that fucking (laughs) well yeah so like she knew the people that like she had enough of an energy because like if you get into a situation where like you have a bullying boss long enough even though like you may know something's not okay there's a very real physical like like energy sucking that goes on where you don't even physically have the energy to resist like like I 
remember I had this roommate and like she was getting out of a bad relationship and and like the guy just wouldn't fucking take no for an answer and he actually like showed up at the house and when she found out that he showed up at the house I mean I saw her and it was like you know the last like fucking seconds of like a balloon's air coming out where it was like and she like collapsed on the ground and I had to like assert myself like fucking stand in my power visualize me being like you know and then I like walked out and I was like if you don't get the fuck off her property I'm gonna fucking call the police and I did and follow through also follow through with things you say like that like if dude I was just in Orlando with my best friend Elizabeth and like some fucker like grabbed her ass and like I fucking turned around she called him out I fucking smacked him in the stupid face and then I called a security guard over and got him kicked out. And, you know, Elizabeth and I were talking about how, like, so many women are like, oh, it doesn't matter. They're not going to do anything if I, like, if I, like, submit a police report or if I, like, um, you know, go to a security guard. And I understand there's a lot of trauma with, like, rape and, like, trying to submit a re- police report and it, things not happening. I understand that. But for the most part, it's really uh, important energy-wise, just energy-wise, for you to follow through on what needs to be done because it may not be your police report that gets some fucking guy turned in but it will be a building block that allows that energy to be like concrete in place and also it it starts setting the precedent that it's not okay to do shit like you want to follow through on calling people out on shit and something that is really important and I like tell my friends this because um you know I went through fucking I forget how hellish like my narcissistic abuse was you know and I'll go back to journals and shit and I was like oh yeah I forgot that I like fucking didn't want to exist like whoa healing's an amazing thing so I'll talk to my friends and stuff if they're like in situations like trying to get out of like a you know hanging out with like a a vamp or like an energy vampire or narcissist or whatever and I tell them I'm like dude it took me until I was 26 years old before like someone told me that it was okay to fucking block somebody simply because they're taking your energy it's not fucking rude to block somebody in fact I really think there's a physical conduit there's a connectivity channel having your phone accessible by anybody who's intentionally or unintentionally but anyone who's actively sucking your energy the 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 underlying stress and energy that you're dumping away subconsciously wondering if this person's gonna hit you up or not like it fucking block them like no contact is the only way to go for getting out of a narcissistic relationship unless you have a child together and then like you have to do what you did and that is learn like no going um gray rock you know what I mean <laughs> which is just like essentially like depleting all your energy and everything they say you're just like uh-huh yeah and that's like fucking shitty it's totally okay to fucking block somebody simply because you're feeling a weird energetic tie to them it's nothing personal against them it's not going to fucking hurt their feelings in fact narcissists don't get their feelings hurt if you ask if they're narcissists I learned this from a video because they'll f- feel flattered And I did like I never would have thought my ex was a narcissist until like I had a fucking prophetic dream that was like me falling off a cliff face praying to the Mormon God that I didn't want to die. Like I never prayed to the Mormon God. And then I woke up and I was like, this is so fucking weird. And I was all gaslit. And then I was like, holy shit, Jacob's a narcissist. And then I fucking asked him because I was still trying to get out of the apartment we shared. And I was like, are you a narcissist? And he's like, I can be very narcissistic, but I'm no longer a megalomaniac. Like, it was something to be, like, 
<laughs> like congratulated about and I'm like I told him I was like have you seen the show Dexter it's the show you know where it's like the psychopath but he like kills it's like a, he kills like in vigilante justice right I was like be like Dexter I know you're missing your empathy chip dude and you have no true capacity to understand the heavy weight of karmic fucking consequence you're gonna deal with for using other human beings as energetic carnage but it will come and there will be a reckoning and it will come soon be like dexter you know? yeah. and that that's the thing is you never you guys think about how much energy you waste you're never getting that bad like that is not only time in your life so the time and, and the days and all of those things but energetically the things that you have wasted god i could only imagine what I could have done to, to better my life if I had turned that energy into something else versus oh gosh, allowing yeah. it to be sucked out of me. So yeah. Yeah. One, yeah. One thing I want to quickly mention for anyone um, dealing with narcissists or energy vampires, really focus in on sacral chakra healing, whatever feels good to you. Um, a lot of, you can do a lot of like um, Kundalini or, um, tantric healing it doesn't have to be with a partner um there can be a lot of healing you do with your sacral chakra in regards to meditations or binaural beats but it's actually the sacral chakra that energy vampires and narcissists connect to physically because they have to connect to an energy center and because they use sex as such of an abusive bargaining chip many many women or people who are stuck in narcissistic relationships often like admit that the reason they're still in the relationship is because after during the abuse cycle right so you have the love bombing and then you have that horrible fucking stage where they're like gaslighting you or like stonewalling you or there's like this weird fucking it's like this like really stressful build-up to the abusive event that by the time the abusive event happens you're almost kind of fucking relieved because like the the fucking protein like in our brains, we have a, a protein associated with each emotion. And during narcissistic abuse, those can get fucked up. You can start having like, you can start like, like co coordinating like the, the emotion and the protein connection in your brain of like, like happiness or excitement with something like the abusive event actually happening because right after the abusive event happens they usually give you the fucking nurture or physical contact that they've been like holding over your head and at that point you're so physically drained and in dire need of love of, like unconditional love and support and it's all coming out of your sacral chakra <laughs> dude so like that's one recommendation i have and really quick, um, anyone who who wants some tr tried and true help when it comes to like actual, actually helpful um, narcissistic abuse survivor coaches, the ones that I would recommend from my own personal experience, Lisa Romano on YouTube, Melanie Tanya Evans on YouTube. And then if you have Audible, there's a book called Healing from Hidden Abuse. And that gives you all of the tactics narcissists use to help that they use that actually exist like extensively is that a word extensively drains your energy for example um one of the tactics they use cat a cat you'll recognize it is crazy making and it's like when you're having a conversation and they'll kind of like diverge and they'll like ask you a question or make some random fucking accusation so you're like stuck trying to defend that and then you get so fucking confused that you forget what you're talking about <laughs>
<laughs> you need to call back again. No, we're good. And and by the end of the conversation, you'll be so exhausted, you won't know what you're talking about. I have to say, if you feel like you have to write a five-paragraph essay simply to stand in your own fucking identity and not have to defend yourself against someone accusing you of shit, you're dealing with a fucking narcissist or an energy vampire, and you can think of it as like, do I want to put more energy into fucking simply holding my own space, or do I fucking like let this situation go trust that um, as soon as I get away from their energetic field, my attraction to them will dissipate completely. Trust your body. Yeah. Any, any insight on that that you have from your narcissist? Um, I, I think you're definitely like, right. And you hit the nail on the head that they, they definitely uh, find their predators. They are blank. predators. They know how to attack, when to attack, where to attack, and then to make you feel like it's all your fault and you deserve it. Yes. Um, and, and, and they like know what said, they're doing. Yeah. Yes. And the, like the crazy making. They they definitely, you know, you say something and then oh, you're just being crazy. You don't, you know, you don't know what you're talking I about. I didn't say that. I didn't say, yeah. <laughs> exactly. You, you don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea. So. If you have a question about if somebody in your life is a narcissist, they probably are, but Google. Google what a narcissist is. And you're going to find out that you probably have somebody in your life who's a narcissist. I mean, I have several people who are still in my life who are narcissists, and I just don't engage with them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, family members who are narcissists just don't have anything to do with because yeah I don't have the space for their bullshit period yeah and you guys you aren't you aren't hurting a narcissist's feelings by fucking cutting them out of your life I promise they the the most painful part of of getting out of my abusive relationship after everything that fucker did to me including abusing me so badly I miscarried my child after he fucking cheated right for some reason the most painful like part of my healing was when I knew I had to acknowledge that he never loved me to begin with. I had to face that, right? He never loved me. And that's because the fucker didn't have the capacity. We're talking about someone who's at the emotional, like the emotional demanding place of a, you know, entitled four or five-year-old, but they have a lifetime of manipulative tactics that they're working on because they know what they're doing and they want to hurt you. They'll give you some sob story about how they were hurt early in their life. Well, everyone has a fucking crying child. If you go back far enough, that is them at the beginning of their life. You can't look at people who choose to abuse as people who were once abused and get the fuck out of an abusive relationship, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, the best thing you can do is just be proactive for yourself, regardless of, you know, however you get out of that relationship to heal, but then to start taking the steps to take back your life. And you'll see it may be two or three years later, but you're going to go, oh, my gosh, what an idiot. And it's not that you were an idiot. It's that these people lied and changed and, you know, they're shit. It wasn't your fault. They are, it wasn't your fault. It wasn't your fault. No, not um, at all. You were just doing what you thought you should do. And then, you know, you're brainwashed and there's so many things. And like, I knew that I should have left that, my ex so many times and I would, 
but they would say something and they would weasel their way back in. Mm-hmm. And... This tactic is called hoovering, by the way, for anyone who wants to look that up. It's called hoovering. They all do it. It's like they have a fucking site, like sociopath manual. But oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, keep going. No, you're good. Um, I think the biggest thing that helped me um, during and after the narcissistic abuse when it came to um, maintaining my energy and, and just re reasserting myself and taking that energy back over is grounding because I mm-hmm. found it. So, you know, everything, everything that we touch has an energy. So for me, it was just the ability to go take my shoes off and go sit by the water and just yeah. to one visualize the water healing me from everything, but two allow my body to absorb the energy that's coming from yeah. that. And, and the calmness and the peace and just every aspect of that flowing river, you know, it was so energizing for me because one, going down the river, but the amount of healing that went on and, and it, you know, just visualizing it, washing the trauma away and things like that, that that's one of the biggest things that's, that helped me energetically. And then the more able to ground and you know get my brain clear and move through that process I was able to take back my life and and energy for lack of a better you know description I guess that's so beautiful that's so beautiful yeah being in nature man mother nature even like sometimes if I'm feeling energetically just like fucking dissociated it's sit because one thing one thing silver lining for those of you who have survived narcissistic abuse if you go and connect with your guys, connect with your higher self, you can actually transmute and assign the trauma you've went through into moving into a shamanic path, a shamanic initiate path. That is what I am. I am a shaman. Um, and I'm still working out the kinks of going into a dissociated field and coming back and integrating it in a way that I can be of like healing. Uh, I can be healing. Um, Whereas, like, during my narcissistic abuse, um, sorry, I'm, like, getting weird feedback. <laughs> during my narcissistic abuse, um, I was constantly just between the realms. I was constantly dissociating. So there's hope, everybody. In But you have, you have to, it's part of the initiatory path, right? It's like, you have to get strong enough to break out of your eggshell. And otherwise, you wouldn't survive outside of the eggshell, right? So exactly. it's part of the initiatory path. You have to be strong enough to get out of the the wounding of a narcissistic relationship, like to the degree that you can, because in my opinion, the only the only way you can truly heal from a narcissistic relationship with somebody you don't have a child with is no contact no contact like there's no like oh you know maybe they'll give me an apology they're, they're never going to fucking give you closure they didn't love you i'm sorry that that hurts but we love you unconditionally you love you unconditionally fuck this person they're not worth your time they don't have the capacity 
to care. They don't understand that they have a direct connection to source. And so they're constantly seeking it from outside of themselves. Don't get wrapped up in their story. We're sending you an unconditionally loving blessing from the goddess Isis, from the divine, from Christ consciousness, whoever your deity is, if you receive it, that you will be blessed during this time because it's really, really important that you go in and you get the fuck out. I mean, it's at this point, I have no compassion whatsoever for fucking abusers. And the faster, the faster that we can help. I'm so sorry, Kat. It sounds like there's like scratching on your end. Uh oh. What's that? Oh, I, I'm not sure. It just. It was just doing that. That's cool. Yeah, I'm not, not sure if it's just strained feedback or what's going on. Yeah. Well, and thank you so much. So, like, I I love absolutely love your input on how you moved because, dude. I mean, as, as damaging as my narcissistic abuse was, like, I can't even imagine being in a marriage for 13 years. So that being said, because you, you had a significant amount of time on top of what I experienced feeling wise um, to move back into like energetic sovereignty for yourself, what would you say? I'm just, I'm visually seeing steps. So I like, what would you say were the energetic steps that you noticed as you were healing? So to give you an example in my experience. So looking back, some of the, the landmarks of like healing after narcissistic abuse and healing my energy. One was when I was able to grieve whenever I needed to. Um, and I would dissociate and curl up in a ball. And I was able to grieve as long as I needed to without like, I remember one time I started crying in public because, like, Jacob fucking told me. He's like, oh, we're not telling people I cheated on you. I didn't cheat on you. I just stabbed you in the back. And then he wouldn't let me go around anybody until I stopped crying, right? Like, so getting to a place where you, you're no contact, you can cry and grieve. And journals. My journals saved my life. That was a huge landmark. The next landmark was when I was able to start um recognizing that my energy had shifted from like mod mod modulating from like moderating everything in my life according to him um and all of a sudden I was able to start putting energy into aspects of my life that had been neglected you know what I mean like self-care in the sense of like like I that's when I drove off into the desert and did my spiritual awakening trip and I didn't know where I was going or like when I was coming back I ended up like I left for two weeks. You know what I mean? So having that space to like divert energy back into like me and like my healing, whatever that looked like. Um, and then a another step was when I stopped missing the narcissist altogether. And it was more me focusing on like the, the very like physical damage in my energetic system that he and other narcissists in my life had spent years poking holes into. And so really coming to a space of like, acknowledging and being in my body and coming back into some somatic body work, you know, even being able to direct the energy to my brain to focus on what was going on with my body, as opposed to when I was in a relationship with the narcissist, and I would just sit there in dissociative shake, I felt like I constantly was being kicked in the stomach. So that like using that as kind of a guidepost, do you have any like, significant steps of energy, like healing that you, you remember? Um, so it took me, I feel like, longer than to no, go through the, the process. Of time. You can't really 
Well, yeah. And then at the same time, it's like, actually, that didn't take long at all. When you, when you look back at it, yeah. it's like that didn't take long at all. Um, but I think probably the biggest, most resounding thing that happened is my ex was and still is a law enforcement officer here in Florida. And oh, his girlfriend yes. was also a law enforcement officer. Well, I was coming into that, you know, into my power and saying, you know, enough is it. I don't have to do what you say. I don't have to do what you want. So I started asserting myself and they um, created false. (laughs) Well, they created some false text messages saying that I was going to self harm. So I had a house full. (laughs) I had a house full of kids and here comes the sheriff's department, like showing up to my house and there's like four of them. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? So I let them in and they're like, well, do you have any guns in your home? And I'm like, yeah, I live in the South and I like live by myself. My boyfriend drives over the road. Like, yeah, I have guns. Duh. What kind of question is that? And they're like, well, we're going to need to see those. (laughs) And so I'm like, okay, well, they didn't even tell me what they were doing. They, They started going through my phone and like through my house and just all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? Well, what it didn't fuck? come out until I had actually been Baker Act and was transferred to a mental health care facility. Uh, that... Was it fucking um, Vista? Uh, yeah. I guess yeah, we shouldn't so I went to... part, but yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I matter. went to a local one that is um, even like way worse than that. Like when I walked in, actually an officer <laughs> it was worse that than I Vista? knew and had... Shit, dude. Oh, girl. Yeah. Like, so oh, an officer no! that I had known my entire life and she's like what the fuck are you doing here and I was like I don't know I don't you know. tell me oh like, damn I had I to walk up that. to the window and like say hey there's some blood on the floor can I get something to clean this up and the girl at the window oh. goes oh no the, no the people in the morning will clean it up and I'm like no nah, bitch I gotta sit here like what the hello? fuck kind of tr- like speaking of <laughs> Halloween horror oh my gosh so that, dude I'm so sorry after I was there about 14 hours. They finally were like, well, we don't accept your insurance. So we got to, we got to transfer you to Vista. And I'm like, cool. Cool. So I finally get down there and, and I, you know, I get to talk to the doctors and just everybody. And they're like, look, we're going to keep you for 24 hours and just observe you. You know, we understand what's going on, but you also have some stress in your life, obviously, because I mean, look at what you're going through. So you're going to have stress. Um, but yeah, you can, you'll be here for like 24 hours and then we'll let you go home tomorrow. And I'm like, well, I don't like it, but I can't do anything about it. Oh, and that's so... the thing about Vista is you're just kind of like fucking stuck there. Like I had to go to Vista. I won't go into it, but I had to go to Vista and it wasn't because like I needed mental health. It was because someone else needed mental health, but I was like, okay, whatever. I'll go if I can move back. And, um, yeah, I remember just being there and I was just like, Holy shit, dude. Like, I had no control yeah. over whether or not I could get out, except for, like, me hearing from, like, my best friend Elizabeth, who had gone there before. You know, if you go, if you go um, without being vapor acted, which for everybody at home, that means where they take you regardless. Essentially, you're arrested into a mental health facility. Like, I just, I agreed to go for, like, three days or something so they could, like, oh. I don't know if you guys can hear those fucking assholes in the background, like they're fucking, but anyways, yeah. And so it was like, I knew that I could put in a request because I had gone in of my own free will, 
but it's just like so it's like holy fuck just having something to do like you're just like oh this day is never gonna end i remember getting out of this and i was like this is what freedom feels like motherfucker i can like feel anxiety on my own terms but i'm truly sorry yeah, it happened to you <laughs> so yeah 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 that was that was that like turning point and very instrumental in, in my uh, moving past that so from that point that's when i realized you know I got this. I survived that. I can, I can deal with anything that comes my way. And, you know, that, that was one of those big steps, but now I guess it's hard to say, you know, what I've done to take back that physical energy because I've done so much. I'm not really sure what the, like the highlights are, you know, I just, well that, yeah, but I also, you know, I just do what I want and what I feel and I say what I want and, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'm able to talk good. about my feelings now, and that's a yeah. huge thing. Yeah, forever. Yeah. So those type of things, the little things that I'm like, oh, wow, you know, like I'm, I'm really healing and I, I'm past all that. So Fuck yeah, there's dude. not a moment where I was like, all right, I got this, but there's a million small moments that have okay. built up. That gave me chills. Wow, dude, you're so empowering to me. Like, I just am, like, all smiles right now. I'm, like, fucking, like, doing a power walk. You know when I get excited, I have to, like, go outside and, like, power walk. Right? That's that energy flowing. Dude, yeah. Well, and I have long, dark hair, and, like, I scare the shit out of people at night, I realized. Like, the other night, I was out at, like, four in the morning looking at the moon, and, like, this poor guy wanted to do his laundry, and, like, I think he was sure I was a ghost. Because, like, he just kept looking back. And so then I thought it would be funny. I was like, okay, I'm going to disappear. Like, in between him dropping off his clothes and coming back, I was like. (laughs) No, that's incredibly empowering, Kat. And I really think we should have an entire episode maybe focused on narcissistic abuse. I feel like that's something. um, Well, and I'll talk to to my best friend, Elizabeth, about uh, potentially being able. She has a 10-minute recording of... um, her being um, psychologically and verbally um, and s- abused, that I think it's really important for people to hear hear what it sounds like because it's all a spectrum, right? Like, if they're gaslighting you now, if they're yelling at you now, like, it will move into domestic violence. Domestic violence includes things like, I remember I was, like, in the passenger seat going 70 miles an hour in like, a fucking stupid red pickup truck and all of a sudden, another truck was merging into, like, my where I was. And I, like, screamed and was like, like, he's going to fucking kill me. And Jacob sped up into the fucking other truck and turned. And, oh, he didn't even look at me. I just saw him smile. And he's like, I'm the best driver. That's actually domestic violence, right? So I do feel like there's so much, there's so much healing and help that we can give with narcissistic abuse. I think to wrap up like this episode in regards to energy, I'm really, really grateful that we tapped into what one of the most important healing aspects of energy work for light workers is at this time. And that is feeling capable and worthy of setting boundaries and cutting out energy sucks in your life that are fucking with your capacity to be fully embodied so in anything you want to leave um while we kind of wrap things up not really i think the only thing that i would like to add is that you're responsible for your own energy whatever that may be so just take that into account you know if it means putting a stop to something 
you are you're responsible for your yeah. own energy so yeah we you can be a victim but that doesn't mean you continue to victimize yourself you step into being a survivor you step yep, into exactly. being responsible for your own energy because you're worth it and also you have the power to do this one thing i learned dealing with a narcissist is they're stupid they're dumb i would like tell jacob this i'm like dude you can't gaslight me you're you're dumb and like i i don't like having to talk about me like being verbally abusive back to this guy guys it was like at the tail end i was like the most loving person in the fucking world they just suck it up so i had to like put on my tough bones and just essentially fucking start doing shit where like he would say something like terrible and abusive and it would open up all my insecurities and i would just laugh even though it hurt deeply you got to kind of fake it till you make it out of there but I, yes, I, I absolutely love that you're res- you are you're responsible for your own energy you are not a perpetual victim you got this we're here that's right all right well damn that was a really intense and really good fucking podcast episode thank you so much cat we'll kind of convene on where we're going next and and just to reiterate for everyone listening to this episode cat and i are gonna open up uh, a q and a Q&A. oh wait wait yeah we, we're not doing narcissistic abuse next week we're doing q and a okay we're gonna open up a q and a like we'll do something on our facebook page and then if you don't want to be added there you can email cat at the abundance witch at gmail.com correct yep the abundant witch at gmail.com oh yeah abundant witch at gmail.com um, don't forget to stop in and say hello and give us a review yes um and yeah, send that us to can... people who could help from it man like like honestly i'm not trying to like you know bo- not burst my own bubble what is that when you like pump up <laughs> your boost your ego but, like, yeah. if I had this episode when I was going through my narcissistic abuse, it would have saved me a fucking lot of time. So, seriously, send it out to people. And, you know, I, I really urge, like, let them know. Take it if you resonate. Leave it if it, does, if it doesn't. Like, honoring people's sovereignty is incredibly important. Remember, we're not trying to fix other people. We're going in. We're f- fixing ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Just give them a breadcrumb. And if they need more, they'll, they'll come and ask for the whole loaf. Yeah, we, yeah, something about booty delicious, but like a bread pun. Yeah, there's got to be something there. All right, I think I'm, I'm like alarming the neighbors at this point, so I'm gonna I'm gonna head out for the night, and we will talk to you next week. Yes. Um, bye. bye.